Hey, everybody. We are back because we have so many questions from people around all the different types of therapy. Um, this is one of our higher uh, questions asked after the episode. So we have Mary back to explain some things and answer your questions around the types of therapy. Uh, so Mary, take it away. Hi again. Um, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, so I just wanted to provide some information about the types of therapies um, that someone might be interested in. Um, and as I said in the previous podcast, you know, any type of like, there are certain diagnoses that are, that have shown to be, to have shown to have had improvement with certain types of therapies, but it doesn't, it's not like locked into that. Like you could find improvement in all sorts of different therapy models. There's also therapists who are more eclectic where they take pieces from each and um, are not so um, locked into a certain modality. But to start, I think one of the more popular ones is psychoanalysis. It's credited as being the first type of therapy with Freud. During that therapy, you're basically looking into self-realization. You're going to learn a lot about yourself by exploring your childhood and um, by exploring your unconscious and your conscious thoughts and behaviors. Um, and that's a long-term therapy model. Um, so it's built to kind of sustain, sustain you throughout your life. There's other therapy models that are more designed to be short-term and have very specific scheduled sessions, um, such as CBT. CBT is really popular. It's probably one of the most popular therapies today. Um, cognitive behavioral therapy. It looks at the relationship between your thoughts, your feelings, and your behaviors. It's really well suited for um, mood disorders like depression and anxiety. can also be good with PTSD. I mean, honestly, I think most CBT is like one, like one of the most popular therapies. Like you'll probably see, um, you'll probably see most therapists have that they have some sort of like knowledge of CBT. It's just like really evidence-based and they, there's lots of good data uh, proving effectiveness. Um, the next one is DBT, dialectical behavioral therapy. It's kind of an offshoot of that. That's really good for personality disorders or borderline personality disorders or people with chronic suicidality. Um, it's uses a lot of mindfulness. It's really trying to focus on emotional um, regulation and distress tolerance. And another one, which I believe both of you did, is EMDR. So that's shown really good effectiveness for PTSD. It, it tries to create, um, it tries to basically, you know what's funny about you? <laughs> I'm gonna, the data is not, uh, they know it's really effective, but they're actually not 100% sure why. It's is actually that's funny. I don't even think that. <laughs> that's really interesting because, I mean, that's the thing that like EMDR, it worked for me for like, like there's certain things it really worked for me on and then there's some things that it didn't I feel like maybe I need to do it for longer but 
it, I think it is interesting too, because like there's different ways to do EMDR and like, I have trouble following like a, like this thing, like a finger going back and forth. And so I do, um, I do like, I have to hold on to these things that like vibrate and like, I but I can't do like the finger thing. So, I mean, I yeah, also there's, think there's just different ways. Yeah. That mine, people yeah. Oh, mine was it, the ball that, that was that going makes back sense. and forth. And then, um, mine was all remote. So, my therapist would like control the speed of the ball and I'd have to like focus on it the whole time. But I've heard of people who do like tapping as a form of EMDR as well. Yeah. So what, so they're describing is what it's in, what, what it stands for, which is eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. So basically what it tries to do is create space between the memory of a traumatic event and your processing of the traumatic event and try to make it a basic like try to desensitize you to that traumatic experience basically so you're not like that's why it's so effective with ptsd so that the memory of it or an experience of it isn't bringing you into a flashback for example um the data shows that it is really effective it is meant to be short term uh, meaning that you wouldn't it wouldn't necessarily be something you would do like every week for the rest of your life but of course it seems like you know going back and maybe if you are feeling like you're having flashbacks again it's something that you can like revisit if you like at like after after some time or do it for some time maybe see some improvement take a break go back something like that. And again, you know, there's flexibility to all of this. And what I said before was that, you know, I think that sometimes beyond training, like, of course, you want your therapist to be well trained. Um, and it's nice to have someone who specializes in, in your diagnosis or whatever you're going through. But I think that there's going to be like in dating, right? If you there's going to be like a chemistry factor that no matter the training, you're not going to be able to kind of like assess for b beforehand before meeting them. Um, and I also want to touch on something like with short term versus long term, you know, we talked about like ghosting your therapist and like, uh, and breaking up with your therapist. And I just want to uh, elaborate more on that in that, you know, you're not going to hurt your therapist's feelings by, or their, their feelings shouldn't be hurt. <laughs> their feelings should not be hurt if you don't want to be in sessions anymore. And I definitely think that if you're not having a good result or you're not feeling productive, that you shouldn't continue with that therapist. Um, there is just so you know, like kind of the background when you get trained to be a therapist, you do uh, get trained in a termination process. So it's basically you set aside some some sessions <laughs> to go over what you what you've done, what you've worked on, what you may want to continue to work on uh, with your next therapist. And actually, your therapist can help you find another therapist. Uh, they can provide you a list of resources for other people. So actually, your your own therapist that you're breaking up with might actually be a good resource for other therapists, which is something to think about. Um, that would be cool with dating. I was literally going to <laughs> I was literally going to say the same thing. I was like, can you imagine if you broke up with somebody and they're like, here's a list of friends that I actually think would be better for you. <laughs> that would be amazing. That would make dating so much better. Maybe That's so. Weird. therapy is better than dating. We've officially established. I mean, we already knew that, but like now we've doubled down on it. I can't yeah. think of 
worse than dating, actually. I think it's the other one. <laughs> well, I got I mean, my therapist. I got my therapist, like my talk therapist, Sarah. I uh, was recommended by to her by my couples therapist, who I we like kind of broke up with her. <laughs> so like I didn't realize that was happening, but that that worked out for me. See, there you go. So maybe worthwhile for you to kind of go through some of like your final sessions so you can get referred to uh, to someone else. Um, yeah, so those are just kind of the, the two things I wanted to, to touch on that I feel like we uh, didn't get to, to flesh out properly in the, in the last session. Oh, actually, one more thing. We talk about talk therapy. I just want to clarify that like any therapy where you're talking is talk therapy. <laughs> It's not like, them. yeah, it's all of these are, are like talk therapy. Um, it's, it's just kind of, I don't even think that's like, a, um, like a clinical term, really. It's just, yeah, it's just like a layman's term. But yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, we had a, a bunch of questions about the C, uh, CBT therapy. So thank you for bringing that up and then explaining it some more because those were like the top questions of like, I had no idea CBT therapy was a thing. Um, but um, I think it's because of talk therapy is like the umbrella that everyone uses. So that's really helpful that you broke it down. So thank you. Yeah, mm -hmm. like your therapist might be using skills from it that you're not even aware of. Like for example, a lot of people do like reality testing. Like that's a bit big CBT thing, um, or like cognitive distortions. Um, so that that's a CBT thing. So you're probably doing things from different modalities, and you're not even aware of it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for clarifying. I feel like that. I mean, once again, leaving with so much knowledge. Thank you guys for giving me space <laughs> thank you and if anyone has questions feel free to continue to dm us maybe we'll have mary on again um and thanks for listening to casually mental see y'all soon Bye. Bye.